0: Well, hello, everybody. I'm Clay Brace, and it's showtime here again in Berks County once again as we bring our show to you, The Watchman, on Saturday afternoon, as we do every Saturday afternoon, as we have been for every Saturday afternoon for the last four years right here on AM Radio 11 AWFYL. We have Annette Baker back with us today, and she's our environmental science teacher and homeschool teacher, and she's an expert in environmental science. Welcome back to the show, Annette.
1: Thank you so much. Glad to be
0: back for another week. And she's also, folks, a number one vote-getter in Berks County. I want to make sure all understand <laughs> that. I was able to vote for Annette for a countywide seat, and I just am so proud of that vote. Anyway, everybody, I want to thank you all for being with us. Let's jump into this. Uh, Annette, have you heard about Paul Palazzi and him being attacked at the House?
1: I did. I did. Okay,
0: now, i I got to um, ask you, that uh, be- before we get into the details, I know you want to pontificate on. And I know you want to get into that other poll, and and you need to save that point because I want to hear some more on that. But let's jump into this on <laughs> Paul Palazzi now. The the police were called out to Paul Palazzi's house because someone called nine one one, right? Yes. No, no, no. I, that was a rhetorical question. I'm sorry, I should have told that to you. <laughs> oh
1: no. Well, you're right. That that is true. There, it was it was a welfare check. It was a welfare check. Um, oh, let's pause. Yes. So technically, someone did call and say, hey, something's not right. Can you yeah. go check but, on, but, on him and make sure he's okay?
0: But pause on that for a minute. Who does a welfare check on anybody at 2.30 in the morning? Well. The, the man's an adult living in a house. Yeah. It's the most secure house in California. Maybe one of the top 100 secure homes on the planet. Okay. <laughs> Think about it. Okay. And the police are called out for a welfare check. Who called a welfare check in?
1: I, I have no idea. Well, That's a very good question.
0: It'll come out in the investigation. This is what I thought was intriguing, and I wanted to bring it up on mm-hmm. our show, because our listeners only get this perspective when they tune into us. You understand that, and that So we have to give them the perspective. They don't get anywhere else. Who else is going to be questioning how the call went in? And why is that significant? Now, Annette, I know you know the answer to this, but I mean, I, I, I don't know exactly if you know what I'm thinking. But what, in other words, what is the significance of this being a welfare check call and not a 911, I see two people hitting each other with a hammer outside call.
1: Well, obviously, the welfare check call is, is usually made from someone who is not in the residence or in the area themselves. Right. It's usually someone who is calling and saying, hey, you know, I can, I've been trying to reach this person. I know that they're home. Their, their phone is ringing, but they're not picking up. I've been trying and, you know, I'm concerned that something is wrong.
0: That's right, and that's what I think is a yeah. treat as well. It just means that somebody knew something was up, or Correct. the might be up. I think there's something to that. I don't want to listeners to get too much. I don't want to get over my skis too much on this, but there's a little bit more to this than, gee, I see a guy by the name of Dave DePape hitting the speaker's husband, Nancy Palazzi, with a ha- with a hammer. Because the cops got over there at 2.30 in the morning, okay, and they see, they see these guys outside. They saw Paul Palazzi out there and the suspect both holding a hammer but they they also saw who had the hammer first they saw paul palazzi had the hammer and they saw this guy you know uh the pick up the hammer took it from him and started hitting palazzi with the hammer and again uh, they were there for a welfare check they took palazzi to the hospital for all kinds of injuries they think he's going to do a full recovery and the got uh towed off to jail is there? Are they going to have uh, a bail for him, or is there, like, no-cash bail for him?
1: Well, I would hope it's a no-cash bail, but then again, you know, it is California, so it could be, you know, leave us, uh, you know, one sneaker and a shoestring, and we'll let you out, so <laughs> you never I mean, know. They've eliminated cash bails, but see, they've eliminated they have. The cash bails for
0: everybody but Paul Pelosi's attacker. <laughs>
1: Yeah, which is which is interesting, because um, I think it was it might have been in New York. There was another case that someone else was discussing and they said, you know, this is this is the problem here. There's two tiers of justice. If you're the speaker's husband, it's it's no bail. (laughs) If you're somebody if you're Joe Schmo, well, they can get out. No cash bail. They'll come back. And face a attempted murder charge and, you know, uh-huh. an abuse charge and all that kind of stuff. I'm sure they'll show up with the potential that they need to go to, that they will be going to jail. They obviously will show up for their hearing. Um, and this is this is the problem. When you have a two-tiered justice system, you know, lady justice is, is blindfolded for a reason. Because oh the founding God. fathers believed that we were supposed to have a system that right. didn't look at your station in society, did not determine what type of justice you were supposed to receive you so sub- everyone is supposed to be treated equally and obviously that's not the case
0: well I, i'm going to tell you uh it, it's obvious and americans see it and that's why they don't trust the news media that's why they don't trust the justice department or the lack of justice department and that's why the democrats are in the end american democrats are going to lose heartily well, let's get to some of the polling numbers because i know you want to get into it first off uh we all uh, we, we should start out by saying hello everybody and good night okay <laughs> <laughs>
1: Okay. Yeah. Hello and
0: good night. That was the opening salvo of Fetterman's uh, word salad for the evening. And uh, when they asked him, Mr. Fetterman, can you tell us how you're going to make education more affordable for Pennsylvanians? He says, yeah, sure. We're going to make education more affordable for Pennsylvanians. Then you hear it. Then you hear crickets silence and crickets for about five seconds. The reporter says, can you please tell us how you're going to do it? Yes. Yes. We're going to have affordable education for all students. Yeah, but can you give us some specifics, please? We're going to have a education. <laughs> so we saw Word Salad Fetterman learn from Word Salad Harris how not to answer debate questions. But, I mean, we saw, the, we saw the obvious mental slippage of this man. And it was really sad because, obviously, you see people that are suffering from stroke. It's really not good. And it's sad because mental decline is to anybody. But what it comes back to is this man has no business running for Senate. And the Democrat Party is so bad and so corrupt in Pennsylvania, folks. And again, we're accepting applications with the Republican Party, right in Absolutely. Okay, we are accepting we are accepting applications in the Repo- America First Republican Party. But the Democrats are so bad that they see the party could end. The party could have taken him out by a vote. The party itself could have taken him out and and appointed. A more electable person, at least in their mind, but they chose to run with the stroke victim. Think about that. What is wrong with these people? See the their reprobate minds, their lack of clarity, Annette, spills over into their poor planning on their poor planning on these political campaigns. What's say you, Annette?
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's one of those situations where you know I cannot imagine. A campaign manager talk about malfeasance. Putting a, a John Fetterman on stage like that, they should they should all be fired. That I would never allow a candidate if I was working for them to go on stage and perform like that. They were going. I, the only thing I can assume is that they were going for the sympathy vote. Um, that oh poor John Fetterman, we should vote for him because you know it's so sad that he had to debate the Republican. The bigger question is, if John Fetterman, who has had a stroke, and I pray that he recovers, because, you know, we may disagree politically. And I think that's a difference between a lot of us that are conservatives. Yes. We don't wish ill on the other side. We no, really, we don't truly don't. I don't, don't. I never would have wanted Paul Pelosi to be attacked by someone. Right. That's not anything that we would advocate for. Right. Um, but in the same light. Why is Josh Shapiro, who is going to be the highest-ranking official in our government in Pennsylvania, unwilling to oh, debate no, on, Doug Mastriano? Oh, but,
0: but you got to pause on that. You, I think you slipped, and I want to make sure our listeners get that. You did not. You did not intend to say who's going to be the highest ranking. You meant to say who's running. To I meant who's going? Who? Yes, who wants to be? I should say. Yeah, who's running for the position? You're not anticipating Let
1: that. me let me rephrase that. Please please do that. that. <laughs> <laughs> Josh Shapiro who wants to be the leader of the government in Pennsylvania has not had a stroke to the I mean the stuff that John Fetterman is facing is a long road to recovery. I pray that he recovers. Josh Shapiro has all of his faculties as far as we know and yet refuses to debate a Doug Mastriano.
0: Well,
1: but why? Why? That's the Well, because they can't defend their record. They can't defend anything. And he will get, I will put out there right now, Doug Mastriano will run circles around him. Josh Shapiro has never argued a case in court. And Doug Mastriano, although not a lawyer, is a very intelligent man. And he will run circles around a Josh Shapiro. And that is why Josh Shapiro is running from the
0: debate. He is. Let's let's give a couple of statistics here. We got a a number. There's 7,000 poll watchers for the nearly 10,000, I want to say 10,000 voting precincts in Pennsylvania. Virtually every one of them, 70% are going to have poll watchers in that. What campaign has ever produced more than 10% for their poll watchers? let alone 70 percent. Think about
1: that. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think it's fantastic. I think, you know, it's we we just want this to be an election where we can all trust the numbers. And I think this is something that, you know, we we are seeing people become involved because they are concerned about not our democracy, but our our republic. And that is something where people are willing to put their efforts into working on Election Day to make sure that every legal vote is counted. Now, some people may not have seen the article on Gateway Pundit. There are 255,000 ballots that have been mailed out to unverified voters in Pennsylvania already that we know of. Mm-hmm. These are voters who have not been verified, and what that means basically Is that when they ask for a ballot, they did not provide, or when they registered, they did not provide their identifying information, like a driver's license number or state ID number or their social security number. But they got ballots anyway.
0: Well, how did they register and get ballots if they didn't provide the information?
1: Well, that's a really good question, isn't it? It's a really good question to find out how how far this goes and how many more ballots are out there.
0: Do you think it's linked to the SURE system?
1: Absolutely, it's linked to the
0: sure system. I I do too, I do too.
1: When you have outside, yeah, yeah, when you have outside agencies, uh, last count I had heard was up to 30 non-government agencies that have access, uh, not agencies, but uh, organizations, like Make the Road, which is a leftist organization, like uh, Get Out the Vote, which is also Lean's Left. (laughs) Those organizations have direct access to the sure system, meaning... They can go in and input a vote, voter's information, yeah, and well, that person becomes, quote-unquote, a certified or registered yeah, yeah, vote. Well, well, it's not as easy as
0: <laughs> that, but I, I do agree, have, giving them access is not good. But the system does have some safeguards in it, but let me just say this, I don't like it. Right. I don't it's think, not safe I, enough. It's not safe enough, exactly. And I, I just think that uh, I don't trust these cheaters, I really don't. But I will say this, just to encourage our voters here, because I want our listeners to mm-hmm. understand that we – we are optimistic on this show because, uh, you know, obviously we, we believe from the from the, the movement on the ground that the Republicans are going to win. As I stated in the earlier show, it comes down to numbers. And when you have 70 percent of Republicans voting and say 65 percent of Democrats voting, we're going to win because we're going to have more, a higher percentage of our party registration vote than, than their party vote than the percentage of their party registration that will come out and vote. And with the independents leaning heavily towards the R's, the R's will win based on the numbers, just on the numbers. We also know that there was 40 percent, a total amounting to 40 percent of the total ballots requested in 2020 have been requested in this year's election. So they're down 60 percent on the requested ballots. That's not good. And you say, well, that means the Republicans are down, too. Actually, there's more Republicans requesting their ballots in 2022 than there was in 2020. And there's fewer Democrats obviously requesting ballots this year than there was in 2020. Those are facts that you can't you can't dispute. That's what it is. In addition to that, you have the fact that the Mastriano will likely get likely get about 80 to 85% of Republicans in the main line, and they'll get about 95% of Republicans everywhere else he'll probably end up with about 90% of the Republican vote. Uh, and obviously with 70% turnout, like keep in mind, the Republicans had about 6% of their, of their vote, registration request ballots. So if with the 6%, another 65 comes out, they top 70%. The Democrats had 15% of their registration numbers request their ballots. So if if the you know if 50 percent of all Democrats turn out on election day, then they end up with 65 percent. We've seen the numbers that show that Republicans are more motivated to vote. We see them by almost 10 points. So when I say they're going to have a five percent advantage, that's speaking very conservatively. Um, I, I'm telling you, the turnout's going to be big. Republicans can't wait to vote. Republicans believe that cheating took place in 2020. And they want to jam this right out there, and and vote to get these people out. And Mastriano has already said he will decertify every one of these Windows Ten systems and get rid of them and go back to a surefire way system of of of, of voting. And and that's what we need to do. He's going to change all of that. But but the polling now. Talk to our listeners about the polling you were sharing with me earlier.
1: Yeah, I I just wanted to say too with that two hundred and fifty five thousand, I wanted to point out in the past we would not necessarily have caught this problem but because there have been people on the ground grassroots organizations that have been have put together a network that are monitoring what's going on they are catching some of this stuff now and they can call this out and we're able to demand that the secretary of state make or correct these errors so this is something to be very encouraged about that's right um i i am encouraged about this because in the past it may have gone unnoticed that's right because we didn't know what to look for we didn't know where to look and people weren't looking because we just didn't have anybody doing this work that's right so i, I wanted to encourage everybody get out there and vote because it, it's it's going to matter in this election and, and to your point about the polling um, excuse me, you know, you mentioned independence and, and, um, and, uh, the other, you know, other voters, it's very interesting to look at some of these new, new polls, <clears throat> excuse me, they're showing Oz's lead. Now it went from uh, a three point lead. Now it's down to, to three tenths of a point that can't be that, that is, I cannot believe that could be even close Mm-hmm. After watching the so called debate, um, you're right. You know, I, I feel bad for John Fetterman um, because, you know, his responses or non responses in some cases, um, know, especially the glaring. fracking question. He, he I'm, poor fracking, I'm poor fracking. I'm poor oh. fracking. I'm, I'm, I'm poor fracking. Well, obviously, he was not because he said he hates it. He doesn't want it. But, so but, that is not true. But he, he, was, he was not coherent. Yeah. No. It was so, it's, it's, it was
0: so obvious. Yeah. And, you know, and getting back to Paul Pelosi, Paul Palousey. The bottom line is nobody wants to see a crime take place. Obviously, he's a victim of crime. But the thing of it is, what we were highlighting in that whole in that whole discussion point earlier is that it's it's the double standard
1: mm-hmm. that we
0: wanted to highlight. I mean, it's the fact that first off, I thought it was very peculiar that they go to the house on a on a welfare check, but secondly, that you know again. We have all these people getting out of jail because they have, they've eliminated cash bails in California but this particular guy obviously goes to jail with with a bail a uh, bail says so high he can't get out so the, the double standard glaring I mean obviously we don't I agree with the guy being in jail with with a high bail and no bail at all like but, but I don't want the guy getting out because they eliminate bails, and and that's the whole point that, that anyway it's the double standard but 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 pointing to the polls. Tell our listeners about the polls that you were talking to me earlier about.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And just a a quick point with the Paul uh, Pelosi story. Um, You know, one of the things that that no one's really talking about right now is, you know, if supposedly there are so many people in this nation that, you know, like us that would be considered domestic terrorists, why is Nancy Pelosi's house not guarded 24-7, 365? She is Speaker of the House. Whether she is there or not, her house should be. Well, it's one protected. of the most
0: secure. It's one of the most secure houses on the planet. In that, I mean, think about <laughs> it. If you, had to, if you had to get, if you had to grade all the, the the security of all the houses on planet Earth, hers would be in the top one thousand, wouldn't you agree?
1: <laughs> well, apparently somebody left the, the gate open or something. Well, that's kind of um, my
0: point. My point is, yeah, it, it it's crazy. To the welfare, and it comes back to the welfare check. It really is going to be interesting to learn more about what is uncovered in this investigation because I'm telling you, this is not a normal home invasion, folks. This was something a little different, and that's where we're going with it. But again, I wanted to get a net into the polls because we're running. Yeah, out of so time. the polls, yeah, right.
1: Yes, polls. absolutely. Right now, uh, in the Oz Fetterman race, um, the independents are indicating that they're going to break four Oz on a, a, about a three to one ratio. Um, That is very big. That is that is really big. That is that's that is one of the things that that you hope to see is that independents begin to break toward the Republicans um, and away from the Democrats, obviously, because the independents are kind of the squishy middle. And, um, you know, the fact that they're breaking that hard for um, uh, Oz is a good sign. And the other thing is they also. Um, you know, based uh, breakdown on race, uh, those in what they consider the other category, they're breaking three to one for Mastriano. That is another. And, and that other would in, would include Hispanics, Asians, Native Americans. That's big because that's an indicator that, you know, places like Reading, maybe Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, those, those areas, um, Allentown, with a large hispanic community they're fed up they want they see what's happening to their cities they see the crime that's rising they see the fact that you know gangs are becoming more and more prevalent it's not safe for their kids to play in the street you know in the in, uh, you know out on the sidewalks you know because the uh, gangs in the streets i should say um you know that they're concerned they're worried and We haven't even talked about the the kitchen table issues, the issues where, you know, food is skyrocketing, heating. uh, You know, if you have electric, everybody pretty much knows in Pennsylvania, for for me personally, my electric has doubled. They just requested another 20 or stated that electric, the uh, um, energy prices are going to go up a projected 27 percent by the middle of winter. That's that's crazy to think about. And we are now facing a diesel shortage Mm -hmm. that is going to affect the ability for people to use diesel fuel, heating oil to heat their homes. It's we're going to be facing shortages and it could affect transportation. It could affect hospital generators that may run on diesel as a backup. Um, You know, you're looking at obviously trucking with, with getting food, you know, to around the country. So we've got some serious, serious issues. And, I think people are starting to understand that this election is gonna determine the fate of our nation. This is not just about a midterm um, who has power and what what things happen. This is truly about the future of our country.
0: Well, I think I think you hit it on the head, and I believe our, our the polling all shows the huge advantage for Republicans. Right now we're sitting at Republicans are at an R seven and that means there's a 7 point advantage so what that means is an R7 means that that they can overcome a voter registration disadvantage in districts according to the R7 of up to 6 points and still win so an R7 means we're going to win i think i think and i think it's growing it's going to probably be like an R9 or an R10 which is going to be comparable to 2010 and in 2010 we won 1100 seats across this country. 1100 Republicans were <laughs> elected in 2010 across this country. Uh, I mean, they took over state assemblies and everything. It was an amazing phenomenon. I think we're gonna see that here. We got chances to win the governor's seat in Oregon. For, I mean, my goodness, to win in Oregon, we're gonna win the governor's seat in the Senate seat in Nevada. We're gonna win the governor's seat in the Senate seat in Arizona. We're gonna win the governor's seat in the Senate seat here in PA. We're gonna win the governor's seat, and the seat in the, governor seat and the Senate seat in Georgia. We're going to win the governor's seat and the senate seat in Ohio. We're going to win the governor's seat and the senate seat in Wisconsin. We're going to win the governor's seat and the senate seat, maybe in Minnesota. I mean, think about it. the The huge advantages are there. They're going to win everywhere. Uh, our prediction here is a huge wave. I think the Republicans are going to win sixty congressional seats across the country. I think we're going to get. We're going to have probably be sitting on fifty three or fifty four U.S. senators in the Senate. Uh, that's what I think Chuck U. Schumer believes. That's why he's concerned. And he had that hot mic moment. And of course, telling everybody how concerned he was. And of course, cause he sees it. They see the numbers. They know what they, they know what's going on. Believe me, they know. And, uh, I mean, the governorship, I remember in 2010, there were 34 Republican governors that won that year. I believe we're going to be every bit of that this year. Okay. So this is going to be a great year for Republicans. And a great year to be an American and a great year to be a Pennsylvanian and live in Berks County. We appreciate all of our listeners for tuning in. We've got to leave it there, folks. So thank you for being with us today and for tuning in with us every Saturday afternoon right here on AM Radio 11AWFYL. See you next week on The Watchman. For Annette Baker, I'm Clay Breeze. Goodbye for now.